even ask Teddy to take you off the case, and you'd be disgraced. Fury turned his face hot. He hated it when she was right. He hated it even more when she tricked him into getting her way. He said the only thing he could to salvage his pride. Then you're not going down there alone. I'm going with you. Of course you are, she said, surprising him all over again. He had to clear his throat because it was all clogged with the arguments he was going to use to convince her. We should go right away, before he has a chance to disappear. That's just what I was thinking. Before he could blink, she opened the door to the study and went out into the hall. Once again, he was left to follow. Frank had thought they might get away unnoticed, but the parlor door opened just as they passed, and Sarah's mother stepped out, followed by a tall, distinguished-looking gentleman in a clerical collar. Mrs. Decker didn't look pleased to see Frank and her daughter together, and Frank couldn't blame her. Sarah, you remember Reverend Carson's, don't you? She said, ignoring Frank. He didn't mind. He'd already met the man when he first came in. Sarah and the minister exchanged greetings and remarked on how terrible the tragedy was. He asked after Alberta Van Dyke, and Sarah told him she was too ill at the moment for visitors. After a few more minutes of meaningless conversation, he took his leave. The moment he was out of earshot, Mrs. Decker said, Is Alberta seriously ill? Should we call a doctor in? No, that won't be necessary, Sarah said diplomatically, but she really isn't up to seeing anyone at the moment. She needs some rest. The next few days will be difficult. They certainly will, Mrs. Decker looked at Frank, her eyes dark with concern. Are you finished here? No, but I have to leave for a while. I'll be back tomorrow to finish questioning the servants. I can't imagine why you're wasting your time here when he was killed at his office, she said with a frown. Mother, Mr. Malloy knows what he's doing, Sarah said to his surprise. The explosion may have happened at his office, but the killer probably came from someplace else entirely. Do you honestly think someone here did it? Mrs. Decker asked in amazement. The people here can probably tell me who might have wanted to see Mr. Van Dyke dead, Mrs. Decker, Frank replied as politely as he could not willing to let Sarah defend him again. Mrs. Decker looked at him, still frowning. He tried to read her expression, but she was too well-bred to allow her true emotions to show on her face. I suppose Mr. Roosevelt wouldn't have sent you if he didn't think you were capable, she allowed, as if she herself were reserving judgment. Mr. Malloy is extremely capable, Mother, Sarah assured her, and we're keeping him from doing his job. He must leave now, and I'm afraid I must go too. Oh, Sarah... I was hoping you'd come home and dine with us tonight, Mrs. Decker said. Did she sound a bit desperate, as if she suspected her daughter was going into danger with a disreputable policeman? I can't. I have an appointment, but I'll see you tomorrow, I'm sure. I'll be back to check on Alberta, and if you're not here, I'll go to your house afterward. Mr. Malloy, she added, turning to him with an expression of complete innocence, may I walk out with you? When they were halfway down the stairs to the first floor, Frank said, Neatly done. She smiled up at him over her shoulder. Ironically, my mother taught me that trick. Outside, the sleet had slowed to a drizzle, so they didn't bother trying to find a hansom cab and walked down to the 50th Street station of the 6th Avenue elevated train. She was wearing a hooded cape against the weather, and Frank turned up his collar and pulled his bowler hat down low. Dodging people with umbrellas and the sprays of water shooting up from passing vehicles, they didn't have much of an opportunity to talk. 
a public street wasn't a good place to discuss murder in any event. Neither was the train station, but no train was in sight when they reached the top of the long stairway that led up to it from the street, so they were forced to stand and wait. Frank glanced at her, feeling suddenly awkward. What had she thought when he disappeared from her life without a word? Probably that he cared nothing about her, which was what he'd wanted her to think. At least she'd never guessed the truth. That he'd vowed never to see her again because he loved her too much to trust himself with her. She drew a breath, and he knew she was going to say something. He braced himself for a rebuke. "'How's Brian doing?' she asked. "'He's fine,' he stammered. "'Just fine. Walks from the minute he gets up until he falls down asleep. Brian could walk because Sarah Brandt's surgeon friend had fixed his club foot. "'I'm so glad,' she said. "'I'd love to see him sometime.' Frank wasn't going to reply to that.